Scenes of desperation. It's August 2021, and the Taliban have taken over the country, including the capital, Kabul. Chaos as Afghans flee, leaving everything behind to start a new life. There was, you know, crowds of people, thousands of people. Nobody could pass over there. It's a dangerous escape. I see a small explosion. It was a little aflame, but explosions. A few seconds after that, I heard, you know, some gunshots, some firing. After the explosions, people, they were shot and they were running everywhere. Thousands of people who worked with the British forces during their campaign against terror were now a target. I think people, more than 300 people, women, wives and children, you know, they have been, you know, just killed. Turning back to what was now the Taliban's Afghanistan meant retribution or even death. Nearly two years on, and they're yet to make it to the promised safety of the UK. These are Ahmed and Khan, not their real names. Once interpreters for the British forces, they're amongst a thousand people, 500 of them children, that the British government advised to head to a third country in order to be relocated to the UK. There is this humiliation. You put me in prison, in one room for 17 months. I need to work. I need to get education. I need to get the experience. I need to get a job. I need to get a good job. But since January 2022 until now, I am here in this one room. Living in transit hotels paid for by the British government, their entire lives contained into a few rooms. Without Pakistani visas, they cannot move beyond the hotel grounds. Otherwise, they risk arrest and deportation back to Afghanistan. The same place, like always. It's like a golden cage, you know, especially for me. I'm under a lot of pressure here, mentally and physically. They're essentially under house arrest. Their crime, working with the British forces in Afghanistan. I was a senior British interpreter with the British forces in Afghanistan, in southern province, South Afghanistan, Helmand, the heart of the Taliban. I was happy. The British Army's staff were very good. The attitude was good with us. We were happy with them. The Home Office has put so much emphasis on refugees taking the safe and legal route to the UK. And that's exactly what these Afghan interpreters have done. They've followed the government guidance. They have been deemed eligible to relocate to the UK by the Ministry of Defence. Yet they're still waiting in limbo, stuck in these hotel rooms with no idea when they're going to be flown here. And it's the Home Office that's responsible for relocating Afghanis here to the UK. We hear stories of people who attempt to take their own lives. We hear stories of people who are in absolute despair because of the lack of education, the lack of prospect, the lack of entertainment, the lack of mobility. They're basically locked into those compounds. For months now, Dan Jarvis, a Labour MP who served in Afghanistan, has raised this issue in the Commons. You just said that the government doesn't seem to have a plan. What should be the plan? 
Well, I think people who are currently um, sat in hotels in Islamabad need to have some sense of whether there's going to be any support in terms of providing accommodation. At the moment, they're being told that they're going to have to scope and, and secure their own accommodation. That's incredibly difficult to do. People from Pakistan could go to UK hotels where at least they could start, you know, integrating into UK society, setting themselves up with jobs, uh, setting their children up for school access. But what we currently see is that the UK simply says those hotels are going to be closed. And what very few people know is that at the same time, hotels remain open in Pakistan and people are left simply out of sight and out of mind. They need to be priorities for coming to the UK to be given safety, first of all, and then settled here on a permanent um, uh, basis. The problem is there are far too many people in a very inefficient immigration system who are taking ages to process, who frankly at the end of that process will not have a legitimate claim for asylum in the United uh, Kingdom. And they are blocking the queue for rather more deserving asylum seekers who are clearly in a place of danger. That's what has got to end and that's why the government's got to get its immigration policy changed. That's why we need the legislation going through uh, Parliament at the moment. Since 2021, over 21,000 Afghans have resettled in the UK and more than 8,000 have taken illegal routes to the country. But from the Afghans in Pakistan, only five have made it to the UK in the last year. The rest have been given no indication of when they'll be relocated. Do you think that this group of Afghanis um, are being disadvantaged in comparison to those who came on boats illegally? There's no doubt that they are being disadvantaged. We know that those people coming across the channel in boats, a significant cohort of them are from Afghanistan. But the people we're talking about who are stuck in Islamabad are doing the right thing. And there's no doubt in my mind that they've been largely forgotten about. I hope that they haven't been abandoned, but it is for the British government now to get a grip of this particular problem and honor the commitments that they've made to these people. But they don't feel safe. And with no end in sight, their patience is wearing down. They're now considering other ways to escape. Now I'm stuck here. The Taliban are threatening me. I can't go to Afghanistan and I can't go to the UK. I'm stuck in the middle of things. And now I'm prepared to go illegally to European countries. I have been waiting for over 12 months and more. If they don't tell me soon, then I'm going to go illegally to European countries, to France or Italy, other European countries illegally. I'm comfortable with that. I'm just waiting here. A wait that can go beyond this year to the next. <laughs>